Mitchell Trubisky moving, you know, the Bears trading up to number two, moving up one spot, you know, under some pretense that someone else was going to take him at two, apparently. And apparently, you know, they're going for their quarterback despite spending $45 million on Mike Glennon just a couple of months ago. Is there any rhyme or reason here, Joe? If you were a uh, Bears fan right now, do you see a plan? Well, it's certainly a plan. Whether or not it's a plan you want, we'll find out. I I think I actually saw uh, Brian Billick on. I think he articulated it perfectly this afternoon. He said if you're going to move up with that kind of a package for a quarterback, that's got to be a guy that you're not trying to develop. That's going to be a guy that's going to be a starter from day one. And I think he's exactly right. That's the tone that you're setting when you move up and you package all those draft picks to go up there and make that move. Now, they didn't really talk about him in any way, shape, or form right. starting right out of the gate. That's why they brought in Glenn in the first place. So for me, I think it's too much for a guy with only 13 starts, a guy they're going to have to develop. And worse off, you got a situation where you're not going to be able to develop him necessarily under a John Fox-led coaching staff or under a quarterback like a Mike Glennon. It's not like he's playing behind a, a great veteran quarterback where he's going to be able to learn the position. Or even playing a, playing behind an Alex Smith, for that matter. Or an Alex Smith. You with know? A coach, with a quarterback guru like Andy Reid, which is Mahomes, and a much better situation. You can't teach arm strength, Dane. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with you. And, but we'll get into that Kansas City move a little bit. I mean, is Andy Reid basically going from horizontal to vertical? I think that's a very interesting question. But I got to ask you, Joe, listen, I am in a very competitive two-quarterback, crazy dynasty league. And I thought, you know, because Spee's a spitting statistician, knows his stuff, and I knew Mike Glennon's contract was coming up, and I knew that he had a chance to be a starter, right? So I picked him up middle of the season, held on to him the entire, you know, my entire playoff run, all this stuff, you know, so that he's now, you know, I get him in like the 13th round in next year's draft, which I was really happy about. Do I have cause for concern in my dynasty league for the next you know, for 2017, or do you think that could be an issue, you know, more 18 and beyond? I think it's more 18 and beyond, if I'm going to be honest with you. I think they made the commitment to Glennon. I don't think Trubisky's anywhere near ready. Now, an injury can change that all of a sudden real quick. Mm -hmm. That's something to keep in mind. But first of all, let me tell you, you're doing it right because you're playing in a two-quarterback league or a super flex. If you're not playing in that kind of league at this point in time, I think you're doing it wrong because that's where the stats are. That's where the NFL is. And that's where the position's being utilized. It's quarterback. It's not running back anymore. And that's what the kind of leagues that you need to make sure that you're in. That's what we do here on the Fantasy Freestyle, help people win their leagues and win that cash. Hey, Joey, one thing you mentioned, though, was that an injury can always change things. This reminds me of another team situation only a year ago where an injury did ultimately change things. I'm talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, who had Sam Bradford under contract, right? And and they were paying him money, and everyone was complaining, to be quite honest, about how much money he was making and how much money the Eagles had already committed to that quarterback position, not only with him, but with Chase Daniel as well, you know, going into the draft last year. Then they move up. You know, to get Carson Wentz, have all that, you know, money and talent locked up in the quarterback room, but then an injury goes and, you know, there goes Bradford and that paves the way for uh, Carson Wentz last year. Do you see, you know, we're going to get into some other possible trades that could still be live a little bit later on in the show. Do you think now that the way the Glennon contract is structured gives the Bears an out to potentially use Glennon as an asset down the road as well? I have a hard time believing at this point in time Glennon is that much of an asset. That I would have thought Sam Bradford wasn't an asset either. Yeah, but the problem with Bradford is he's still got that weird pet. It's funny what follows you in the NFL. 
You know, right. when you're picked number one overall and you have this pedigree. Yeah, his Oklahoma his, career follows Sam Bradford. Yeah, that follows him. The number one overall follows him. Also, the, the, the tag of very talented, but injuries, can't stay on the field. If he could just put it together. If he could. If, if, if. But ifs don't always get it done, unfortunately. I think Bradford was a unique situation. I'd be very surprised if Glennon is not the opening day starter for the Chicago Bears. And I would be very even more surprised if he wasn't the starter at the end of the year. Now, 2018, that's going to be a different story. It's going to be an open competition unless Glennon plays horribly, horribly in 2017. But, you know, Glennon's not that bad. And if you give him some weapons, you give him a decent running game, I kind of like what he would have to do in a, you know, two-quarterback league super mm-hmm. flex. He might not be that bad. All right, so, you know, if, you say a lot of ifs in there, if in a Metro card gets me home. I want to say this, the, uh, <laughs> the Green Bay Packers have, in fact, selected, they stay in that pick, they've selected Kevin King, cornerback out of Washington. As we know, that pass defense last year for the Green Bay Packers was a problem. So they, uh, you know, they get the cornerback out of Washington. We could talk about that a little bit later on, but I do want to talk about the other side of this trade, Joe, because you mentioned, you know, praise for your boy John Lynch, who apparently just shines in everything he does, whether it's playing safety, whether it's broadcasting, or in the front office, he's 1-0 so far, in my opinion. Here's the thing. Remember John Lynch and that great Tampa, Tampa 2 defense, right? I have heard today comparisons from Solomon Thomas to Warren Sapp, and I have heard comparisons of Reuben Foster to Derek Brooks. Reuben Foster, I'll tell you one thing, has that speed not only to go sideline to sideline, but to be that kind of cover to linebacker and get depth in coverage if that's the kind of defense that San Francisco is looking for. you got to love what John Lynch is doing so far early on to trade back, accumulate all sorts of other assets and draft capital to move back one spot, still get the guy they probably wanted at the top anyway, and then get a guy who... Who many people were saying top five, top ten talent back trading back into the end of the first round. Talk to me. How do you how are you looking at uh, John Lynch and the moves that the Niners are making uh, so far? Well, look, that's the kicker: getting back in there and taking Reuben Foster right. now. However, he is whatever whatever you know baggage is following him or whatever injury questions you might have about him. The talent is certainly not something to question. He is a top ten talent without a doubt. John Lynch did a fantastic job. A lot of the people out there today are basically saying. Nobody could verify that anyone else was talking about Mitch Trubisky. Not not one. It's not Mitchell. One writer. It's Mitchell, Joe. Yeah, well, he's Mitch right now. Okay. <laughs> when he's a start in the NFL, I'll call him. I'll call him Mitchell. Uh, but look, he, here here's my point about what Lynch did. What Lynch did was a classic opportunity of you know somebody wants him, you create. Uh, some sort of fake leverage. He did that. He used that. The 49ers are a team and a roster that's bereft of talent. They have so many holes in so many places. The first thing you need to do is start to solidify defense. They did that. They did it in spades last night. I think it was a great job Mm -hmm. by John Lynch. We'll see what they do tonight. Getting back into that end of the draft in the first round and getting Foster was just the icing uh, on the top of the cake. was the cherry on top, and that was just a great move by Lynch. Listen, you said created some fake interest. Oh, I, I definitely do. So you do you do think it was fake? Now you don't think that circles you don't think that circles back around to him in future kind of uh, wheeling and dealing that his word cannot maybe be trusted when he's negotiating with other teams. It doesn't matter if you have what the other person wants, Dane. I guess, but now <laughs> are people going to want to trade with San Francisco? I think it's interesting. Uh, look, how many trades happen in the NFL outside of the draft? Fair, right? fair, fair. You know, so uh, you're in an opportunity where, where right now your window of time to turn this organization around is small. Maybe okay? he doesn't if know you, the like rules and the norms of the policies and the way and it's the supposed norms to go. The policies are win, or you're going to be out of a job. That's the way the NFL works. All right, and fair. John Lynch knows that. John Lynch has been around a long time. Fair enough. Fair enough. 